Welcome to Wednesday Night at Faith Assembly, featuring the ministry of Senior Pastor Phil Goss. We're glad you've joined us. Well, we're still in the book of Galatians, and we're in chapter 5, and we're going to finish chapter 5. This is one of those sections that we're going to look at tonight that I would love to sit down with every Christian and make sure you understand this. This is critical to your walk with God. It's the basis of your walk with God. Paul has been writing to these people, telling them, look, don't let anybody trick you. Don't let them think that there's something you've got to do to earn your salvation, something you have to do to make you more acceptable to God. It's Jesus Christ and Jesus Christ alone. It's the Spirit of God alive within you. And so he comes and begins to wrap things up, and he just kind of nails it here and gives us the perspective that every one of us need to understand. So let's begin. The constant struggle. The constant struggle. In other words, once you accept Christ as your Savior, you would like to think, okay, I'm in, I'm done, it's good, I can rest until I go home. No, no, no. There is a constant struggle. You accept Christ, a lot of people want to say, well, you know what, it'll just be so smooth sailing, life will be so wonderful, you won't have any more problems. That's just not the truth. There is a constant struggle. Now, notice what he says. These verses are just critical. In fact, you hear me saying them and talking about them often throughout different times that I speak because it's so core to who we are. Verse 16, Galatians chapter 5. So I say, let the Holy Spirit guide your lives. Now notice, when you accept Christ, the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of God, comes and lives within you. He's there. So there's a key word here that maybe you might just gloss over if you're not careful. It's this little word, let. You and I have to let Him guide. He won't overpower us. He won't force us. He will be there, but we have to let Him guide our lives. It's our choice. It's our decision. And He says that when you do that, then you won't be doing what your sinful nature craves. See, every person has a sinful nature, a carnal nature. We call it the old nature. So the old nature is still alive within us. It still exists. And now the Spirit of God comes and lives within us. We are going to allow one of those two to guide and direct our lives. That's, that's the choice every person makes. You either let yourself, your sinful nature, guide your life, or you let the Holy Spirit, God, guide your life. That's it. Verse 17, the sinful nature, that old nature in it, wants to do evil. In other words, it wants to do what is contrary to what God wants. It wants to do things that are not beneficial. It wants to do things that are harmful. They may seem innocent. It might not seem like it's a big deal, but the the evil nature always wants to do what's selfish, always wants to take care of self. So it wants to do evil, which is just the opposite of what the Spirit wants. So now you have this sinful nature wanting to do what is wrong, and this God nature, spirit nature, wanting to do what is right. The Spirit gives us desires. In other words, He's there to speak within us. He's there to let us know it's there. He, he 
plans within us. Oh, yeah, I want to please God. I want to do what's right. Yes, I have. He gives us desires that are opposite of what the sinful nature desires. The sinful nature wants to be fed. The sinful nature wants its own way. The God nature wants to do what's right. Both are existing in your life. Now, here's um, <laughs> the bad news, so to speak. These two forces are constantly fighting each other. So within you, you have these two forces going against each other, and you're not free to carry out your goodness. I really want to do this. I'd really like to do this. But there's this other nature that's pulling the other way. And so Paul says, look, within your life, as a Christian, because that's who he's talking to, you have two forces that live within you. You have the Spirit of God, and you have your sinful nature. Both those forces are constantly going opposite of each other. The sinful nature wants to draw you away to do things that will not benefit you, will not benefit others. The sinful nature wants you to live for self. It wants you to do things that will end up being destructive in your life. It wants to be satisfied. It wants to be fed. It's like the guy said, I got two dogs living with inside me. One's black and one's white. Which one wins? The one that I feed the most. Constantly fighting. And that's what he says. You're never free from this. You're never free from these two going after each other. And you just have to understand that. Because sometimes we think, well, I've accepted Christ in my life. I don't understand why I don't do things better. I don't understand why I'm suddenly not, you know, being the, doing the good things that I really want to do. I don't understand why it doesn't just happen. I've asked God to help me. I've asked Him to You have to let the Holy Spirit control. You have to let Him have a direction that you are willing to follow in your life. You give him that permission and you follow him. Both are present. And as we're going to see a little later on, you know, doing what the Spirit of God wants is really pretty hard. Doing what your sinful nature wants to do, it's really pretty easy. You just do whatever you want. A lot of people live that way. And so he says, you've got these two constantly fighting each other. You're not free to do what you really want to do, what your heart desires to do. But when you are directed by the Spirit, you are not under obligation to the law of Moses because of this. And someone asked the question last week, it kind of fits into here as well. By the way, you can still text in. We, Pastor Steve's here. Well, if you've got a question, ask it. But what he says here is this. If you will listen to the Holy Spirit and allow Him to direct your life, you will do everything God wants you to do. You will fulfill and keep the laws that are there. But you're not under obligation to do that. Why? Because the Spirit's in control. The Spirit will help you love people, will help you sacrifice, will help you do what is right in God's sight. And so he begins with this constant struggle this is the way it is. This is what trips a lot of people up, a lot of Christians up. They don't fight a good battle. They don't understand the conflict that's going on. They just don't get it that, you know what, to live for God, there's a conflict that you have to address and live with your entire life. And by and large, a lot of us are just lazy. I don't want to have to fight that. I don't want to have to do that. I want it just to happen. I want it to be easy. 
I want to pray and then have that happen. Paul, Paul understood this. He says, look, I don't understand this stuff that's going on in my life. Things I want to do, I don't. Things I don't want to do, I do. <laughs> Who's going to help me? Come, Jesus Christ. He'll help me. And again, we'll address that in a moment. So there's a constant struggle. Now, he expands on this. He says, here's the fruit of the sinful nature. So you have two natures within you. He says, here's what's going to happen if you live according to the sinful nature. You see, you don't have to work at producing fruit. Fruit is automatic by the way you live. An apple tree doesn't have to strain to produce apples. It just produces apples because it's an apple tree. So if you say, well, how do I know which nature's in control of my life? How do I know which one is there? Well, Paul says, look, here's a way to know that. Here's the fruit of the sinful nature. When you follow the desires of your sinful nature, the results are very clear. Sexual immorality, impurity, lustful pleasures, idolatry, sorcery, hostility, quarreling, jealousy, outburst of anger, selfish ambition, dissension, division, envy, drunkenness, wild parties, and other sins like these. Let me tell you again, as I have before, that anyone living that sort of life will not inherit the, can the kingdom of God. That's pretty strong. If you're going to live according to those things, that means God's not in control of your life. You're in control of it. Your nature's in control of it. And that you're not going to inherit the kingdom of God. Now, there's four categories that he gives us here. And so I've kind of broken them down for you and given them to you. And so he talks about this lifestyle that is being led. First of all, the sexual issues, sexual immorality, impurity, lustful pleasure. You, you just become a, a person who is driven by sexual desires and sexual needs. Our world is full of this. And he says, that's one of the results. Why does somebody do that? They're allowing their sinful nature to control their life. Well, I can't help myself. Yes, you can. We'll get to that in a moment. There's the religious issues, idolatry. You worship someone else other than God. You don't allow God to be first place. You look, uh, money is a, one of the easy ones to call out here. You serve the almighty dollar. You do everything in life driven by more money. Get this, get that, possessions, you know, sorcery all kinds of things that you're willing to look at to try to figure out, you know, well, how, how can I know the future? How can I know what's going on? You know, and if I'm not getting what I want, let me do something. Let me consult a horoscope. Let me do something that's going to put me in a different place. And so those types of things, relationships. <laughs> you see, if you allow your sinful nature to be in control of your life, it's very easy to know it because you don't get along with people. You just talk bad about people. You have a hard time with people. You constantly are hostile towards people. What he said, you quarrel. It's easy for you to start fights. You're jealous of what someone else has. You want it. You think you deserve it more. Outburst of anger. If you've got a temper problem and an anger problem, that's your selfish nature. That's your sinful nature being in control of your life. Well, I can't help myself. Yes, you can. Selfish ambition. I want what I want. I want when I want it. I'm the one who deserves more. Dissension. <laughs> your opinions matter more than anything else. 
and you don't tolerate anybody who has a different opinion than you. You put them down. You don't think they're worth being heard. You think your opinion matters. Boy, we got all kinds of those in this world today, don't we? Everybody thinks they're right. Division, it brings division. God says, I want you to live in unity. The sinful nature says, I want to pull you apart. I want to divide you. I don't want you to get along. Envy. You know, relationships become a problem. If you're having a problem in relationships, it's because your sinful nature is in control. And when your sinful nature is in control, the fruit of that is you have a hard time getting along with people, accepting people, having a common conversation with people without getting upset, being willing to think of others more than yourself. Alcohol, substance abuse, drunkenness, wild parties. <laughs> it always amazes me. People say, well, I don't have an alcohol problem. You know, I just like a little drink once in a while. It helps calm me down. <laughs> if you've got to have something to calm you down, you've got a problem. So you get into an addictive substance. You get into something that you think you have to have, or you like to have, or you want to have. And he mentions all of those there. Now, there's a little catch-all at the end, if you notice there, and uh, at the end of verse 21, he says, other sins like these. Don't think that's an exhaustive list. He says, look, if you're doing these types of things, and these types of things are controlling your life, and when people look at you, they say, that person's just an angry person. You've got to be careful around them. That person's so opinionated. You've you just got to watch out for them. When you start looking at other people and do that, you know, don't think it's just one thing. There's a whole host of things that are included here that you and I have to understand. When I live according to my sinful nature, my life will produce these results. Now, you don't go out and try to be an alcoholic but if I give in to things, it will. You don't give out, go out to be entrapped by pornography, but once you start into that, it becomes an addictive thing. You don't go out, oh, I really like people, but you know, why is it nobody can get along with you? Why is it you want to be off by yourself all the time? Why is it you look down on people? And Paul says, look, when your sinful nature is in control, this is the way you live. And these are the character traits of a life where the sinful nature is controlling it. Very easy to see if we're honest. And so he does that, and then he goes on to the fruit of the spirit nature. He says, okay, that's what the sinful nature looks like. Now, let's give it the other side uh, a piece here. Let's look at this nature. Let's see what it is like when God's in control of your life, when the Spirit's in control of your life. What does that look like? The Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in our lives. Notice, you don't produce it. The Holy Spirit does because of His directives, because of what He wants to accomplish in your life, if you will let Him be in control, He wants to produce this. Why does He want to control your life? Because He wants you to live this kind of life. <laughs> love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. There is no law against these things. Everybody can agree those are great things. 
And so, well, pastor, I just want to be more joyful. Okay, here's a good way to do that. Let the Holy Spirit control your life. You see, if you don't have peace, one of the reasons you do not have peace is because the Holy Spirit isn't controlling your life. You're listening to a voice other than the Holy Spirit. And because of that, you don't have peace. Well, I just wish I was more patient. Good. Would you just listen to what the Holy Spirit is telling you to do and do it? And would you quit listening to yourself? Well, I wish I had more self-control. Okay, you do. Listen to what the Spirit of God wants to do. Now, there's three categories here that, that He gives to us. Number one is the spiritual ones. Love, joy, peace. Those are the result of what happens spiritually to me. When I allow the Holy Spirit control, what's the greatest commandment? I got to love God and love people, right? Paul's already said that to us. Greatest commandment, love others. So that's a spiritual issue that He gives me love. He gives me joy. Be joyful always. That's a spiritual issue. Well, I can't be joyful always. Oh, so what you're saying is I can be joyful only when I let the Holy Spirit control, but I can't be joyful because sometimes I'm going to be in control. And then there's peace. Let the peace of God rule in your hearts. That's a spiritual issue. There's relationship character traits, patience, kindness, goodness. What do you give to the relationships that you have, whether it's in a marriage, whether it's a friend, whether it's people you know? You're a patient person with other people. I just can't be… Yes, you can. You're, you're kind. You're good. You think of others more than yourself. Well, I just don't have the ability to do that. You do if the Holy Spirit's in control and you're allowing Him to have control. And then there's personal issues, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. See, fruit is always about who's in control. And as I stated earlier, I'll restate it again, you've got two choices. Your old nature or the Holy Spirit. That's it. Well, can't I live somewhere in the middle? Well, you know what? A lot of people try to. Take a moment, I'll do what God says, then over here I'll do what I want, and we go back and forth and back and forth, and anybody that does that is not going to produce fruit that lasts. And so you and I have to come to that place where we understand, if I'm going to live this walk with God, then I have to allow the Holy Spirit to be in control. And if I will just listen to Him and do what He tells me to do and directs me to do as He speaks to me, as a conscience, as He speaks to me through God's Word, then if I do that, then my life will have the fruit that demonstrates that. If I don't do it, then my life will have the fruit that demonstrates that. Now, do you see why I said earlier that I believe this is one of the things that every Christian just kind of has to grasp? The idea that there's a constant struggle that's going on in our life. That battle never stops. We have that conflict. This old nature, this new nature. Self-nature, God-nature. And I am constantly having to deal with the conflict that goes on within me. And I'm never free from that. Well, pastor, will you ever get victory over that? One day when I die, it'll stop. But until that day, it keeps going on. 
That's why you can't say, well, I've done this a long time. Well, you can be old and still have this, con- you will still have this conflict going on. It's hard being honest about this sometimes though, isn't it? Well, I'm not intending to. Fruit comes out. I didn't aim to say that. Fruit comes out. And so you and I have to understand in our walk with God, once I accept Christ into my life, I now have to put on some armor and fight. There's a constant conflict because Satan and God, they're constantly at war and I'm caught in the middle of that and that battle is here. And so... Paul lays it out pretty plain to these people. Look, quit trying to do it with, you know, keeping the laws and thinking you can keep rules and thinking that's going to help save you and you do this and this and this and I'm good, I'm in. He says, no, no, no. You have to understand. Inside of you, there's this conflict that's being waged. You have to fight this battle. You have to do this. And if you will do what God wants you to do and live by the, the Spirit of God, you'll keep whatever God wants you to do in the law of Moses. You'll do all those things. And if you don't, you're just going to go off into life and live a, a life that's just dictated by whatever. We call this a life by the flesh and do whatever it wants. So he, he puts that and he just very honestly, very clearly says this is it. But then he begins to talk about the need to surrender our desires and to keep in step. So he, he now, okay, here's the battle. Here's what's going on. Now, here's, here's the key to it. Those who belong to Christ Jesus have nailed the passions and desires of their sinful nature to His cross and crucified them there. What have you do? Now, I've said this often, but let me just say it again. How do I do this? It's easy. I tell myself no a lot. No, no. I'm not going to do that. No, that's not right. No, I'm not going to act like that. No, I'm not going to make an excuse for that. No, I'm not going to be like that. No, I'm not going to act on that. No, I'm not going to listen to that. And so he says, if you want to do this, you've got to nail your passions, the sinful desires. You've got to nail them to the cross. Paul said, I have to die daily is what he said. So you find yourself on a daily basis saying no to self so that you can say yes to God. That's his solution. So he says, look, you got this battle going on. How are you going to win it? You better nail the passions and desires of your sinful nature to the cross. And you see, we live in a world that tells us give in to your passions and desires. You deserve it. Just live as you want. Do what you want. It's okay. It's not. Now he goes on. Since we're living by the Spirit, if you're a Christian, you should be living by the Spirit, right? That's just the way, uh, that's common sense, I would think. Since we're living by the Spirit, let's follow the Spirit's leading in every part of our lives. So everything you're dealing with, you have a part of you that wants to go this way and another part of you that wants to go this way. And what you have to develop in your walk with God is saying no to self, that nature that wants to have its own way, and yes to the things of God and follow it. Let the Holy Spirit be in control. 
Verse 16, back to it. Let the Holy Spirit guide your lives. Then you won't be doing what the sinful nature craves. Listen to that voice. Listen to God, His principles, His ways. Follow them. Do them. Well, pastor, that's a lot of effort. You bet it is. That's why a lot of people don't do it. That's why a lot of Christians struggle. We just waver back and forth. We want the easy way. What's convenient? Every day, get up, nail passions, desires of that sinful nature to the Christ, to the cross, and follow the Holy Spirit's leading in every part of my life. Let's not become conceited, (laughs) thinking, I've got this down, thinking I know what's best, or provoke one another, that's what the sinful nature does, or be jealous of one another. (laughs) Don't fight, get along. Christians should get along. Wow, they're just hard to get along with. Well, you're probably not so easy either. And as long as your sinful nature is in control, you're going to be very difficult to get along with. And you're going to have a hard time getting along with other people. So let the Holy Spirit guide your lives. So the simple principle is this. I have to die so that God can live. And if I will put to death that nature within me and live to what the Spirit is directing me to do, I will have life. Luke chapter 9, verse 23. Jesus said to the crowd, If any of you wants to be my follower, you must give up your own way, your sinful nature. Take up your cross daily, what did Paul just say? You nail your passions and lusts and all that, nail it to the cross, and follow me. If you try to hang on to your life, if you try to be in control, if you try to do what you want, what you think, and, well, this is how I was raised, and this is what I believe, and this is what I want to do, and this is how I think everybody else should do it, you know, but if you try to hang on to your life, you're going to lose it. You will no longer be in control. It'll be controlling you. But if you give up your life for my sake, you die to yourself and live for me, you will save it. You'll find life. Jesus said, I came to give you life. And what do you benefit if you gain the whole world, but are yourself lost or destroyed? Great question great principle. Wish everybody would hold on to it and embrace it and understand it and start working on it and doing it. It's critical to your walk with God. So here's the question. Are you following the Holy Spirit's leading in every part of your life? Well, mostly. No, no, no. Mostly won't get you there. I have to work. Are we perfect at this? No. Why? Because that sinful nature every day is right there, isn't it? And all of us struggle with that. Sometimes, you know, we're like Paul. Man, I didn't want to do that. Why did I do that? I shouldn't have done that. And what you do is, God, I'm sorry. Let let me do what's right because I know that's not the way I should. God, I spoke to that person. I said, I shouldn't have said that. I'm sorry. And you keep going down that road where you teach yourself to say no to you and yes to God. If you'll do that, your life can have the greatest fruit there is. Love, joy, peace. Wow, what great things. 
critical to your walk with God, critical to living a life that honors God, critical to live a life that's full of joy and peace and goodness. So is the Holy Spirit in control of your life in every area. Let the Holy Spirit guide your lives. Let's pray. Lord, thank you tonight for making it clear to us the battle that we fight and that we face. Thank you for showing us how to live it. It's not simple. It's hard at times. But it always produces the right fruit. So Lord, help each one of us to allow the Holy Spirit to guide our lives. And if there's areas in our lives that need to be addressed, you're there to help us. You're there to help us say no to our sinful nature and yes to you. Help us to do that, I pray. In thy name, amen. God bless you. Have a great week. Thank you for joining us for tonight's service. If you would like to talk with someone about what you've heard, please visit our website at faith.ag or call us at 239-543-2700. If you're in the Fort Myers area and don't already have a church home, you're invited to join us for Wednesday nights at 7 p.m. We also gather on Sunday mornings at 8.15 and 10.45 a.m. Faith Assembly is located at 7101 Bayshore Road. Join us again next time for Wednesday night at Faith Assembly. Faith Assembly's Wednesday night is a production of Faith Assembly Media Tech, North Fort Myers, Florida.